Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Watsal Bora. Well, here we are after months worth of cricket being played, 47 matches in total. It has finally led to the World Cup final being played in Ahmedabad at the mighty Narendra Modi Stadium. And the match is going to be between the home favourites, the home team, Team India versus the giants of world cricket in the form of Australia. Welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsal Vora, for a preview episode. We have done a lots of reviews on this platform, but today is time for a preview episode as we look ahead to the World Cup final being played between India and Australia in Ahmedabad on Sunday, the 19th of November. So much things have happened in this World Cup, which has led to the final which has led to the game which we have all been waiting for, a clash of the titans between India and Australia. India on a roll, 10 matches in a row they have won, 9 in the group stage and 1 against New Zealand in the semi-final as well, beating the Kiwis by 70 runs. Australia, on the other hand, had a wobbly start to their World Cup campaign, losing the opening two matches against India in Chennai and then against South Africa. But since then, they've recalibrated themselves and they've found their mojo back. And the team are one of the most informed teams in the World Cup right now, along with Team India. Australia have won how many games they have won? I think eight games in a row. Six or I think, you know, eight games in a row they have won, seven in group stages and the semi-final victory over South Africa, which they have now have to do it again when they face India in the final. That game against uh, South Africa was one of the most nail-bitey game we have had. I don't even know if that's a word, but yeah, it was one of the closest game we have had in this World Cup so far. I think the pressure of the semi-final made it more tense than it should have been. South Africa giving Australia a target of somewhere around 213 runs to chase down. In an ideal scenario, that would have been one of the most easiest run chases in Australia's recent history. But it wasn't supposed to be because the pitch in Kolkata was turning square. Part-time spinners were getting the best out of that wicket. The likes of Samsi and Keshav Maharaj were doing excellent with the ball. And Australia were tottering at one stage. This was after a brilliant start 
and a brilliant platform laid in front of them by the by their openers in the form of Travis Head and uh, David Warner but since then after that wickets came tumbling at regular intervals and it took the how shall i put it the calmness of captain pat cummins along with his uh, fellow strike bowler in the form of mitchell stark to get australia over the line and make sure that they reach their eighth world cup final if i'm not wrong i think they have won five and lost two in their last seven one i think yeah that's this is their eighth world cup final as far as team india is concerned this is going to be their fourth world cup final they have played in 1983 which they won they won it in 2011 they lost the 2003 world cup final to australia famously at johannesburg where australia gave india a mighty 360 runs to chase down and india unfortunately could only put up 234 in return and of course india won in 2011 as well as far as Australia's record in the World Cup Finals is concerned, they reached their first World Cup Final in 1987, if I'm not wrong. They did win that one. They lost the 1996 one against Sri Lanka. 1999, they beat Pakistan in the final. 2003, yes, once again, they hammered Team India in that particular game. 2007, they did beat Sri Lanka, got their revenge for 1996. And in 2015, they beat fellow hosts in the form of New Zealand to clinch their fifth World Cup title. The game against India is going to be one of the closest game India could have imagined. An opponent well in there, well capable of beating them, to be honest with you, because we have seen this in this World Cup time and time again. Good nations, good teams come up against Team India and they fail to perform. We have seen England play poorly against India. We have seen uh, Sri Lanka being dismissed on by uh, dismissed by just uh, dismissed on just 55 runs. Get your words out properly. Yeah, 55 runs at Wankhede and then we saw South Africa being bundled out for just 83 runs in um, Kolkata in the group stage. So we have seen good teams fail against Team India but I think you cannot say the same thing when it comes to Australia because that game that opening game which the two sides played uh, in uh, I think it was at the MH Chidambaram Stadium in uh, Chennai yes Australia did post just 199 runs giving India a ta- measly total of 200 to chase down but then India was struggling they weren't they they lost uh, Shubman Gill early they lost uh, Rohit Sharma early as well and it took a monumental task from KL Rahul and Virat Kohli to see India over the line. So that one game was probably the closest India have come to actually being defeated by an opposition in this World Cup. So the game against Australia cannot be taken lightly in any stretch of imagination. I'm sure the team India and the management are aware of that fact. So that was the introductory part of this podcast. So let's get down to actually previewing the World Cup final, which is going to be played at the Narendra Modi Stadium in Ahmedabad on Sunday. Let's start by talking about the opening partnerships uh, in Team India and for Australia as well. Rohit Sharma and Shubman Gill have been brilliant all throughout this tournament. Yes, uh, yes. Shubman Gill did miss miss a couple of matches early on after uh, uh, since he was suffering from dengue. 
so we saw Ishan Kishan play in those couple of matches uh, but apart from him missing this couple of games he's been excellent in this uh, in this world cup played a useful knock of 70 odd runs in the world cup semi final against new zealand coming back reti- from being retired hurt due to cramps and coming back towards the latter stages of the 50 over quota team india have and he was not out in the end along with uh, surya kumari uh, along with ravindra jadeja but uh, it's when you talk about the indian batting and particularly indian opening you have to talk about rohit sharma i think we have talked about how good rohit sharma how selfless rohit sharma has been for team india and his aggressive intent has allowed the likes of shreyas ayer kl rahul virat kohli to play their natural games because he has given them the platform that they don't need to score runs quickly because he is once he is out india already have a run rate of 7 7.5 eight runs and over so the batsmen coming after rohit sharma have a time to relax take care of the situation uh, take a grasp of the conditions in which they are playing so i think rohit sharma's contribution to this world cup has been for a team india has been absolutely incredible and i want to see that happen once again in the final people were questioning whether rohit sharma would play in that attacking intent play with that attacking intent in the semi final because it's it's a knockout game you cannot afford any mistakes you have to give your 100% and it was against a very good bowling side in the form of new zealand the likes of bold southy and uh, lucky ferguson have troubled the indian attack indian batting attack in the past so there is history there as well but rohit sharma just came out to bat and said i am not going to be bogged down by the by the sheer sheer uh, enormity enormous of uh, semi final stage and he just came out there played his natural game and it and he took the opposition bowling out of the game in the first 10 overs which allowed the likes of kohli shreyas ayer and kl rahul to come in play their natural game at- with attacking intent with flair and took india past that 390 run threshold amazing amazing display now on one hand rohit sharma opening the innings has been a revelation in this world cup he's been positive he has come out with an attacking intent but then you have to remember a fact that in in the final you are going to f- be facing arguably the second best opening bowling attack in the form of Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark you saw it in the semi finals against south africa how good mitchell stark and josh hazelwood bowled in their opening spell i think hazelwood was given 6 overs in it in his very first spell i think he picked up two wickets and just conceded eight runs in the end of the match he has bowled eight overs three maidens conceding just 12 runs and picking up two wickets mitchell stark is also capable of giving you early wickets he's able to find swing even if there is not for normal bowlers but hey mitchell stark isn't a normal bowler so that is going to be a very very interesting battle right when the game starts assuming india is batting first or even if india is bowling second that is going to be a very very good battle right right uh, right when the game commences because hazelwood and stark have been brilliant but so has been rohit sharma up the order as well so personally i don't want to see rohit sharma change his batting attitude just because it's a final i think 
if you personally ask me i think rohit sharma will play the way in which best it best suits him and that is to go out there give a good whack and take the pressure away from the bats away from the batting side and put it into the bowling side because that's what he is capable of doing and yes hazelwood and stark are really really good bowlers but so is rohit sharma i'm sure if we sitting here i'm thinking about should rohit sharma play in an attacking style against the likes of hazelwood and stark i think the reverse situation would be happening in the aussie's mind as well like what if rohit sharma comes out and just smashes our two best bowlers in the form of hazelwood and stark i think that's what happened when he did it against the likes of bolt and southy that took the of the bowling threat out of the game in the first 10 overs and it was gen- just smooth sailing for team india a very similar situation could happen in ahmedabad on sunday as well i'm not saying that it won't but um, i really want rohit sharma to go out there play his natural game take pressure out of the middle order but i think he should be a little bit careful as well because we have seen it in the past when india lose early wickets in the power play the middle order takes its time to get used to the conditions and uh, they they play a little slow than expected we saw it against england when gill kohli and shreyas iyer iyer were dismissed for around 40 odd runs and india were 40 for 3 it took some time for the likes of rohit sharma kl rahul and suya kumar yadav towards the end to come in settle their nerves and score freely i think rohit sharma's intent allows them to play freely from the get go but if they are losing early wickets i don't want i don't want that to happen because that can take the sail away from the indian fierce batting attack talking about opening bowling sorry talking about the opening batting we also have to talk about how good warner and travis head have been i think the return of travis head from injury has been the game changing thing that has happened to this australian side in this world cup don't get me wrong mitchell marsh and david warner were outstanding even before head came back to the side but i think since travis head has come back i think his intent has been as clear as rohit sharma he is going to go out there he is going to play his fancy shots and is going to take the momentum away from the opposition bowling attack now arguably he is going to be facing an even more of a challenge when he faces the likes of bumrah siraj and shami shami has been excellent in this world cup 23 wickets so i re- i'm really interested to see how travis head tackles these three i when we are talking about rohit sharma and his contribution up the order i talked i said that hazelwood and stark are the second best opening bowlers in the world cup because the number one slot comfortably belongs to siraj shami and bumrah i think travis head is someone regardless of the format in which he is playing he plays in a very similar kind of attacking he comes out with an attacking intent and i think that will not be changing anytime soon if you personally ask me similar to rohit sharma travis head has been doing the exact same role with uh, other players coming down the order Sim- like like team india gill and rohit sharma go out there and uh, take the try and take the game away from the bowling side i think in the australian setup it's warner and uh, travis head to do that 
if you if you get an early wicket you still have someone like Mitchell Marsh coming in at number 3 so he even he is coming out coming out with an attacking intent in himself after that there is a slight dip in strike rate when you have Steve Smith and Manas Labushain and i think you can even include josh english in there as well we are going to talk about the playing 11 in just a moment but uh, there are three players who are you know capable of playing at a strike rate of around 90 95 maybe 100 but you cannot you cannot expect them to give you runs at an alarming rate at which the likes of marsh head and david warner are capable of then for an australian you have to go down at number 6 or number 7 when there is a uh, glen maxwell glen maxwell again one of the most informed players in this world cup you saw it that innings against afghanistan 201 not out i think no one's going to re- forget that innings anytime soon so there is there are good hitters up and down the batting order you have three at the top in the form of warner head and marsh and then you have uh, glen maxwell coming in at number 7 and giving you those quick fire runs towards the end as well but uh, yeah it is going to be one of the most closely fought games uh, that india have played in this world cup i have no doubt in my mind i don't see uh, the final of a world cup being as one sided as the game against sri lanka or south africa were for team india and i i particularly feel that because time and time again regardless of the format uh, the pitches at the narendra modi stadium in ahmedabad have been very very good and they have aided batting really really well we saw it in the test match in the border gavaskar trophy the fourth test match between india and and uh, australia which ended in a draw i think travis head did score 100 in that game didn't oh no it was usman khwaja and um, cameron green who got a century and uh, if i'm not wrong it was shubman gill and virat kohli as well but we have seen batting being relatively easy relative in the form of playing in a venue uh, like lucknow or eden gardens at kolkata i think batting is how batting is going to be relatively easy in ahmedabad and personally if you ask me win the toss bat first because it's a big occasion you are playing a final in front of more than 100000 people you don't want that pressure of chasing in a final in front of so many people to go to your head there can be a situation where team india probably chasing 280 on any other day you could have chased down 280 with uh, relative ease but when it comes to playing in a world cup final it's going to be tricky because of the pressure surrounding the game so let's keep things simple win the toss bat first and see where the score takes you i think the game against uh, i think it was australia who batted first against england here in ahmedabad and they posted 286 runs which looked kind of on the below par side don't get me wrong but in the end it was more than enough because in england could only put up 253 in return and australia won it by 33 runs but on the other hand england made 282 runs in the very first game of the cricket world cup which was played in ahmedabad as well against new zealand and then new zealand chased that down with so much ease the likes of devon conway and rachin ravindra showing how good the pitch was when 
even though it was floodlights and a bit of dew factor involved in it in it as well so yeah the dew factor might be a reason why uh, why the skipper decides to bat second but uh, if i was the captain of be it the indian side or the australian side i am if i'm and if i'm winning the toss i'm 100% winning the toss and batting first so let's quickly uh, run down what could be the possible playing 11s uh for both australia and team india heading into the final i think the way in which australia played against south africa and how good the composition of both batting and bowling were i don't see australia changing their side and i don't see india changing their side as well for australia it's going to be travis head and david warner to open the innings mitch marsh at 3 Number four, Steve Smith. Manas Labuschagne at five. Wicketkeeper Josh English at six. Glenn Maxwell at seven. I think I've put Glenn Maxwell at seven, but you can bump him up or down the batting order depending on the situation. But for the time being, Maxwell is at seven, and then you have four really, really good bowlers in the form of skipper Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Adam Zampa, who has been excellent in this World Cup, and Josh Hazelwood. rounding out the australian playing 11 adam zampa had one of the best games i have ever seen someone play in this world cup one of the one of the best all round performances in the world cup if you per- personally ask me against england in the game that happened at the narendra modi stadium as uh, itself adam zampa 10 overs 3 for 21 on that occasion 29 of 19 deliveries a healthy contribution with the bat lower down the order and he was excellent in the field as well i think i don't remember who the batsman was but i think he took a really really good catch at fine leg third man kind of an area running running in front and diving to take the catch so this this venue has been good as far as adam zampa is concerned so he would be one of the players to look out for as well as far as the team india india is concerned but yeah i don't see australia making a host of changes well heck i don't even see them making a single change because they have played really really well in the semi finals yes they lost wickets uh, all over the ground all over the all over all around but uh, sometimes you just have to stick to the formula which has brought you to brought you into the final and hope for the best that they these same 11 players will help you win the win your sixth world cup australia do have some really good really good players on on the bench the likes of cam green is there there is of course there is marcus stoinis in there as well sean abbot has played a few games but i don't see any one of those three being shoehorned into the starting 11 because the team has been doing really really well and you want to keep that momentum going keeping the momentum going is exactly what team india have done throughout this world cup and if you can you can just point out a random person walking down the streets and even he can name the playing 11 that india will come india will use in the world cup final and uh, for those of you who don't know the playing 11 for team india goes like this rohit sharma and shubman gill open virat kohli 711 runs in this world cup uh easily the highest wicket uh, highest run scorer in this world cup three centuries under his belt as well went past 50 one day centuries and surpassing the great sachin tendulkar he'll be at number 3 shreyas ayer four consecutive half centuries and two consecutive centuries he'll be at number 
Number five will be wicketkeeper Sh- uh, KL Rahul. Number six we have Surya Kumar Yadav. Then we have Jadeja, Shami, Kuldeep, Siraj, and Jasprit Bumrah rounding out the playing eleven. India don't like to make unnecessary changes, and we have seen that happen time and time again in this World Cup. Even a game against. Uh, against the Netherlands in at the Chinnaswamy stadium where it was a complete dead rubber there was no point india had already secured qualification into the semi finals they were already guaranteed top spot as far as netherlands are concerned they were down and out towards the bottom end of the uh, table as well there was nothing to play for but still india went with this same playing 11 and if they can do that in a dead rubber game against the netherlands you can be pretty pretty sure that they are not going to make any changes in the final it is going to be a big big game showpiece game if you personally ask me celebrities galore i think there is dua lipa performing there is pritam performing i think uh, jonita gandhi is there to perform as well there is obviously going to be the indian prime minister narendra modi in in the stands as well along with jay shah amit shah there's there's also a uh, report circulating on social media stating that all the former world cup winning captains are going to be there at the narendra modi stadium and they'll be facilitated with a special blazer so you can expect the likes of steve woe ricky ponting owen morgan mahendra singh dhoni aravinda de silva clive lloyd alan border and likes to be present at the venue as well and um, there's also apparently going to be an air show by the air force so there's a lot of hype surrounding surrounding this event but in the end you have to remember that this is a sporting event first and not an entertainment event we are seeing entertainment take front front stage over sporting events at the las vegas grand prix which is happening in the united states which is a complete uh Com- uh, which is which is embarrassing to the sport and you don't want the entertainment side of things to be above the sporting side and i hope the cricketing fraternity understands that yes there is a there is going to be a lot of glitz and glamour glamour on sunday but this is a world cup final we want some really really good cricket and hopefully india can come out with their third world cup title that's it for me let me know your thoughts in the comment section or you can tweet it at me as well whom are you supporting what do you think will happen in the final and who do you think will win it personally bias or whatever you want to call it i'm i'm backing team india to do it i think it's written in the stars they have been brilliant throughout this world cup the fans have been brilliant the cricket has been even better and i don't see them being stopped on the last hurdle but if any team can do that it is surely going to be going to be this australian side and it would round up a wonderful wonderful 2023 for them they've already retained the ashes they've already won the world test championship final by beating india at the oval and they could round it out by winning the 2023 50 over world cup as well and pat cummings could be one of australia's greatest ever captains well the cricket between these two sides is not going going to be stopped anytime soon a couple of weeks after the final two sides are going to be competing in a five match t20i series as well we'll not going to talk about that here in this podcast this was completely 
focused on the World Cup final. You can you can sense the atmosphere is filled with excitement and joy and hope and optimi- opti- and optimism. That's the word. Thanks for tuning in. This is me, Watsal Vora, signing off. Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.